Whatever business you're in, growth isn't just about getting bigger. At ADP, we believe it's about getting stronger by turning data into insights so you can build teams that work as teams. By using our AI technology to help catch payroll errors before their errors. And by keeping ahead of thousands of changing regulations so you can keep ahead of everything else. ADP helps businesses like yours grow stronger every day. ADP, HR talent, time, and payroll. Information technology came into our lives towards the end of the 20th century. It was hailed as the ultimate liberator for us humans by bringing to us all the knowledge and information we ever needed. But now, in less than two decades into the 21st century, the age of information is being marked by rampant misinformation as people are increasingly unable to tell what's factually correct, what's complete fiction, and all that comes in between. Through this show, we would like you to take a walk with us as we introduce to you the dark, unpredictable, and sometimes delightful world of fact-checking. You're listening to That Fact Check Show, and I'm your host, Arches. In our very first episode, we shall be discussing a topic that is quite disquieting, but is nevertheless important for every one of us with a smartphone and an internet connection. This is an episode about the darkness on our screens. In 2018, two men were traveling through the northeastern state of Assam. They stopped at a village to ask for directions. However, instead of helping them out, the villagers gathered around them and beat them to death. Apparently, rumors of child kidnappings had caused a panic in the village just before these men had arrived. The villagers mistook them for kidnappers and reacted violently. As they lynched the two young men, they firmly believed that they were protecting their children. What shocked me most about this incident was that the rumors of child kidnappers were completely false and the culprit responsible for spreading it was WhatsApp. We now know that the main cause of this tragic incident was a doctored video of a Pakistani public safety commercial regarding child kidnapping, pretending to depict a real act of kidnapping in India as it was spread. To make matters worse, it was shared with an extremely disturbing and graphic video showing the aftermath of one of Brazil's most violent prison riots, claiming that the video exposed an organ harvesting ring in India that was related to the false kidnappings. People all across the country fell for it, leading to a series of violent mob lynchings on innocent people. And that was just the tip of the iceberg. Since then, we at Boom have come across multitudes of videos depicting real acts of murder, lynching, rape and sexual violence, sometimes including minors, that have been widely shared on WhatsApp and social media. These videos or photos are now safely sitting in the galleries of smartphones of many people around us. And we begin to wonder, what sort of effect can that have on their behavior? Unfortunately. Exposure to videos of real violence is a fairly new phenomenon which seems to have escalated with the arrival of social media and instant messengers. So, it is a rather understudied field. So who should we look to, to explore these effects? And I realized that the answer was right next to me. Boom's WhatsApp helpline is filled with violent and gory videos 
which people are often sending to us for verification. So it got me thinking that reporters at Boom are constantly exposed to such videos. So what better testimony could I get? So I went and spoke to some of my colleagues to see what they feel about having to watch such content on a regular basis and how they deal with the effects. Hi, I'm Kritika. I'm a fact checker and producer with Boom. Uh, so we started looking at these videos two years ago and at the start, at times I used to look away because the videos were a bit too much, but I always checked them out. At that time, I never thought about what this would result in or anything of that sort. But as time passed, I realized that watching such videos was fine with me. And these videos stopped having any effect on me at all. Maybe I feel bad and disgusted for some time, but after that, I am fine. I also listen to music, which helps me a lot to get rid of these emotions. Hey, I'm Mohammed, and I'm a fact checker with Boom. Initially, when I used to encounter such videos, I did find it to be gory and I did find it disturbing, but not so much right now. But even now, I try to minimize my exposure to it by keeping myself restricted to only those part of the videos that I actually do need to fact check. My name is Anmol Alfonso. I'm a fact checker with Boom. At first, all this violent content we received was shocking. And I had a pretty bad nightmare once where I dreamt of dead bodies lying around. But over time, watching such videos was like slow poisoning that desensitized the shock value. Now it no longer shocks me while watching these videos. Listening to their testimony makes me feel like something is definitely amiss that we are not looking at. And if we are to understand this issue better, we have to speak to Karen, who's one of our ace reporters and has been fighting the onslaught of fake news since 2016. Now Karen hates having to watch such content, but she does it anyway, just to make sure they're not spread with misleading claims. Hi Karen. Hi Arches. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So uh, we are discussing how people may be exposed to real violence through their smartphones with the arrival of WhatsApp. And you've been in the middle of some of the worst crises that we have seen that has been influenced by fake news. And I assume you have seen the video of the Brazilian prison riot. Mm -hmm. In fact, we had debunked it recently, right? That's right. Do you recall how you went about doing it? Yeah, sure. So if you've seen that video, it's an extremely graphic video. I mean, it's one of those videos that makes you gag because what it actually shows is that uh, there are two officials in uniform and then on the floor, there are body parts lying. So you don't have just have one or two people. You know, it's a gory scene straight out of a horror movie. And what makes it worse is that it's real. It's not uh, from a movie. You know, it's not an ad, it's not staged. So when um, I first received that uh, video to fact check, um, my initial uh, reaction was of horror and disgust because no amount of looking at such things can you know, prepare you to look at such a video. But the way we, we went about debunking it, it is that uh, we looked for clues as to where this video could be from. So one is of course that the language spoken was not any Indian language. They were speaking Portuguese in the video. The second was that, uh, you know, you could see a bit of insignia on the uniform that uh, police officers were wearing and the words we could pick out were policia civil. Uh, when we google that we come to know that it's local police in Brazil. So then using that input and describing what the video showed we came to the conclusion that this happened during a prison riot in, in Brazil 
it was a very shocking incident where you know gang war uh, two gangs rival gang members clashed and it resulted in this absolute savagery which shocked even uh, brazilians and uh, who, where the sort of thing is is pretty common but yes it was it was shared in india as a video that showed uh, organ harvesting gangs are on the prowl they are abducting children and this is what they're doing with their bodies wow uh, that is i mean that is dangerous and that's fascinating at the same time because to debunk that you need a very specific set of skills which normal people may not be able to do and uh, so i mean this particular video was shared with the child kidnapping uh, videos and as you said the rumors of organ harvesting so do you think this violent imagery might have exacerbated the situation yeah there is i mean there is good anecdotal evidence to suggest that all these videos have contributed to uh, you know people taking law into their own hands and and acting out you know you it has created lynch mobs in its own way so you've had uh, between 2017 and 18 you've have over 30 people have been lynched in separate uh, mob lynching incidents inspired by not inspired but you know fueled by child kidnapping rumors uh, and that's a shocking statistic that's in india alone we're seeing the same cycle play out in bangladesh currently at the moment where there are child kidnapping rumors viral on social media but i have no doubt because what it does is people receive these videos and it's so shocking you know if if you receive a message uh, a video or an image like this that says there are gangs going around picking up your children then harvesting their organs or doing other sorts of horrible things with them then it basically tugs at your instinct as a parent um, you know it's it's very primeval and it drives a lot of people uh, as well so that whole cycle of violence is sort of perpetuated the problem i found here is when i looked through scientific literature to see if people had studied this and i found that this field is very much understudied however a couple of researchers at the university of copenhagen found out that violent media has a statistically significant effect on aggressive behavior and they also suggested that researchers should look for possible effects on desensitization which is a term that came up and i've been kind of looking into it as well and i found that it's quite dangerous especially if we take into account the recent surge in graphic videos of lynching most of which aren't even linked to india you know they are from brazil again a right. lot of videos from brazil some from central america and at the same time pc news reports of real lynching that yeah. happens in india that's happening even right now that's ongoing and do you think there's a cause and effect here or is it just a random coincidence no i don't think it's a random co- coincidence i mean there is there definitely some um, you know link happening over there and it's a very understudied area as you said there's there's a lot of research about what uh, violent video games uh, uh, you know their effects on mental health and all of that but if you look at india in the current scenario where lynching is such a hot topic right now what we have seen is that actual incidents fuel other instances of uh, violent videos being shared on social media and and you know there are a couple of reasons for it one is that people genuinely think that they need to share this information so that some action is taken by the police and uh, people are punished the other is that um, it also feeds into their biases where they think that the mainstream media is not reporting this enough so it's on to uh, you know take the responsibility on to themselves to forward the message and uh, you know make it viral uh, so we've seen we've seen this parallel narrative to what is currently happening in the news um every single time there has been an in, an actual incident of lynching we've we've seen at least 
five other videos that have come after it because of that incident uh, saying various things uh, you know trying to fuel various other narratives so i don't think it's just a coincidence uh, you know where you see the link between the two i find that to be quite disconcerting really because we are really looking at two different effects aren't we one is the aggressive behavior that goes up and people act violently and on the other side there is desensitization and i did speak to fear for colleagues and they all mentioned that to a certain extent these videos have lost the shock value for them how do you feel about this yeah you're absolutely right in the sense that um, you know these videos are shared and then people build up a certain tolerance level to it so there's an added problem uh, when when it's shared with a fake uh, you know with a fake uh, caption so if an old video if an old violent video comes around with a fake caption then people uh, get outraged about that but when they find out about the uh, original incident or they find out the facts behind that incident their outrage level sort of subsides but it doesn't change the fact that that incident actually happens so what happens is in this continuous cycle of violent videos we're just permanently being outraged all the time that when something like that actually happens and when you need society to react appropriately to it you don't see that reaction because you know it's just one more thing that has happened over a, in very quick succession so your capacity to empathize with the situation is also depleted so you're absolutely right when it when when you say that there uh, you know people get numb after a particular point of time by seeing so many violent videos in quick succession wow you know like it's quite scary and you know it kind of blows my mind here i mean since especially since we are all watching this in such a regular basis so i have a little personal question for you sure imagine one of those days you wake up and the first thing you do is check your whatsapp and suddenly you start receiving all the forwarded messages from the helpline and you are at the receiving end of some extremely violent and disturbing videos that probably makes you feel a little sick yeah i know it's like uh, not a very good precedence but bear with me when you have to go through something like this what are the steps you take personally to ensure that you go to uh, get to sleep at night in peace without having to worry about nightmares sleep deprivation anxiety depression and all the other things that can manifest due to prolonged exposure to such content Right. I mean, you've just described my average work day. So, <laughs> um, you know, we see a lot of uh, graphic imagery in the line of work that we do. The only solution, I suppose, is to cut your exposure to it and not think that you are immune to this kind of. Uh, you know, don't be try to be a tough guy saying, "Oh, I can handle it. I can watch it." I've seen a lot of gory movies. Uh, this is completely different because. Uh, Uh, these are real people and it's really happening and it's not none of it is staged so my yeah i mean i worry because i you know i look after a large team the young people uh, you know to expose them to this kind of violence a lot of it is sexual as well so it's it's very disturbing and it does take a toll um, on people it's called vicarious trauma it's real a lot of fact checkers suffer from it especially the ones who looked at imagery from war torn areas like syria um you know they suffer from it as well but there are things that you can do uh, to sort of limit the damage what this what uh, these kind of uh, videos or violent imagery does one is to be aware of its effects so you decide that you don't have to see everything that's out there there's like in a day if there's something you absolutely have to see just watch it once uh after that if you have to analyze and sort of fact check it or you know look at clues from it um watch it on mute 
because mm-hmm. we found that when you it's like watching a scary movie if you mute it and watch it it's not as scary so that's yeah. one useful tip that i've learned that's that a really if, good point yeah, yeah you can mute it and watch the same video you know if you have to a couple of times uh, the other is you can also use a card or a, a book or something to block the portions that you don't have to see so sometimes you're just looking for a sign or a clue or a sign board or something uh, to to figure out where it's from but you don't have to see the rest of the video which is graphic and disturbing and all of that yeah. so my advice is you know cover that portion of the video and then go go on with your work the other one i tell uh, my team is that do not look at the stuff post 7 pm or closer to midnight because there is some linkage where you know it it rests with you and you take it to bed as well and it it's harder for your mind to sort of unwind uh before you go to sleep so ideally don't look at the stuff su- uh sundown also when you're sharing it uh, either with your colleagues um first of all it doesn't have to be shared with everyone not everyone has to see this right mm-hmm. only the people who who need to work on it need to see it the yeah so so the last one i would say is just label it mm-hmm. tell people what to if you've seen it and you know because it does set off latent ptsd as well yeah. uh, a lot of people suffer from that so you have to like sort of describe what the video is showing so if you say trigger alert violence uh trigger a lot sexual violence mm-hmm. uh people who are sensitive to those um, you know th- those topics will will then know okay this is a video probably i shouldn't watch, I shouldn't watch. Yeah. okay all right some really good points so to all our listeners you've heard karen you don't have to share these videos with everyone and you can also slow down your curiosity you don't have to always watch these videos to know more about the incident you know thank you karen for all your thank advice you, and i wish you all the best thank you so much After having spoken to my colleagues I realized that there is a lot to be done just to protect our sanity with mental health being such a taboo the topic is barely discussed in Indian households and workplaces that is something that has to change if we are to keep our minds intact I personally find that meditation and outdoor activities are great ways to let out whatever steam has been built in the mind due to exposure to such content You can try to find out your own method for ventilating. And with that, we shall wrap up our very first episode of That Fact Check Show. Next week, we shall be exploring a much lighter topic. We'll attempt to answer a very difficult question. Why do people fall for fake news? And in order to answer this, we shall take the help of scientific literature regarding human behavior and information consumption to figure out whether we have any behavioral defects that might lead us to unsuspecting consumers of fake news so stay tuned as we come back with a box of enlightenment just for you the show is hosted by me archis the episode was produced by kritika kale and the sound editing was done by vishal kadam and i'd like to have a round of applause for them for having to come to work in the wee hours of the morning and sometimes stay back late in the evening just to get this episode out to you That's all for now friends. Catch you next week. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We have a way of speaking to each other through food. It's really renewed for me my love of what I do. It's going to take something far stronger than a pandemic to defeat us. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. 
see what we've got going on. Plan your visit at Baltimore.org.